Jakob Purtle rumors have started to surface. Does it make sense for the Celtics to make a move for him? Spoiler alert, no. We're going to talk about that in this podcast. Plus, lineups, who should be starting? Rob, yes, but who else with him? And where do Derek White's minutes come from if he goes to the bench? I have a very specific name in mind. Tom Westerholm's not going to like it. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every single day, Monday through Friday, plus bonus podcasts when they play in the weekends with a free, fresh podcast directly to subscribers' devices. So if you're not a subscriber, make sure you are. Then you get the show whenever I publish it. Uh, if you uh, want, you can watch the show on YouTube as well. It's great to watch the show sometimes. Hop into the comment section, join a nice growing community of Celtics fans there. Also, thank you for making it your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And today we're getting into a couple of things. I said yesterday, if you listened to yesterday's podcast, it talked about the lineups. We've got to get into the lineups and, and where the starting lineups might go. We'll talk about that. And then as well... Uh, we got to start with the Jakob Pertl rumors, which Sham Sharania tweeted out uh, a story about the, he's getting significant interest, and the Celtics are among the teams with that significant interest. So I have significant interest in talking about this with my good buddy, Tom underscore NBA, better known as Tom Westerholm. How's it going, Tom? You know, Shams, he's out here reporting – that, you know, on like lineup stuff, but he didn't report that I was going to be in the locked on Celtics lineup today. And I, 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 I'm a little insulted, honestly. Well, it's because we keep, we keep a tight perimeter here. We do not let rumors drop. We do not let, you know, any, well, of that's, that. that's, that's the kind of organization I want to be a part of. So, all right, we, we yeah, can yeah. continue the podcast. Okay, good. Good. Sorry. So I know the, the ego kind of checked you know checked in there for a second but no no no, it's, it's okay it's okay it's all okay. right all right it's just a good organization and all right ego solid fed. organization has nothing to do with your impending release <gasps> oh all right um i'm leaving i'm sorry all right sorry you had to find out that way <laughs> normally you should find out the way everybody else finds everybody else finds out on twitter when shams tweets it as god shams intended <laughs> so the celtics are uh Reportedly expressing significant interest in Jakob Pertl, a center for the Spurs, who is a nice player, offensive player. Oh, he plays; he's a pretty good defender as well. Um, but I immediately two things tell me. Well, a bunch of things tell me that this probably doesn't make make sense. First and foremost, the fact that it's reported at all. The fact that it's out there as, oh, the Celtics are expressing a lot of interest tells me the Celtics are not really expressing that much interest. So 
Yes. Uh, I, I, I want to start by saying I agree with you. I do think there's an interesting kind of case to be made for him, right? Like, you know, you, you go through the Celtics lineup and, and you and you look at, uh, you know, how, uh, you know, Rob Williams isn't always available. You know, he, he, he does tend to need some time off um, for various maladies. He, uh, you know, is like, you know, kind of on, I mean, he, he was on a minutes limit for a little while. You know, we don't know kind of where that's going to settle by the time the season's over, you know, who knows? So like, I, I, I don't want to like write it off completely. That said to me, I, I like, when you look at the way the Celtics are playing and I know we're going to get into all this stuff, but when you look at the way the Celtics are playing and when you look at how the Celtics are consistently used in trade rumors to drive up the price of things, you know, it's it's really this perfect usage of the Celtics because it's not quite as obvious as the Jalen Brown ones, right? When it's always like, oh, the Celtics are involved with Jalen Brown. And it's like, no, I don't I don't think yeah, they are. I think you're just yeah. trying to get a Jalen Brown type player. This one's a little more uh, a little more under the radar because what the Celtics have is a first round pick that they're yeah. pretty much willing to trade in perpetuity. So if you're a team who's trying to acquire a first round pick for a player, Brian hmm. Winhorst team. What do you think you do? Hmm. Uh, Yeah, uh, that makes the most sense. That makes the most sense. The Celtics have picks. Brad Stevens has demonstrated a uh, willingness to trade said picks. And that means everybody else in the league is going, hmm, maybe we do have to pony up a first. But it's those picks that make me say, first of all, that's like, hmm, I don't think this is why the Celtics are going to want to do this. This in a in a vacuum, which basketball is not played in the vacuum, would be very awkward if it was. Um, they could use a guy like Yaka Pertle. You can sit there and make a very strong case for, yeah, man, you get Yaka Pertle. It's insurance against you know Rob and getting hurt and Al and like look at look at the type of player you would have backing those guys up. Or you could even move Al to the bench. This is amazing. And I even saw it posited that. Hey, this could be insurance against Grant Williams. You know, maybe you could be leverage against Grant Williams. Like, okay, yes, but at what cost? And this is where it really falls apart for me. First of all, I got to say this. Today's show is brought to you by <laughs> Hilt Bar. Bet Online is brought to you by Bet Online or Bill Bar, but Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay. I know I had you hanging on every every word, and it was like, "Hey, please add read responsibly." Yes, <laughs> get online. So anyway, <laughs> you know I got to do this. I got to do my job. You do so. First of all, are you gonna are you gonna not only trade a pick, but it starts with the Stepien rule, which if people don't know Stepien rule, it means you cannot trade multiple first round future picks. You cannot go two consecutive future first rounds without a first round pick. So they've already traded 13. That's, that's in the past. doesn't matter if they trade 15, let's say, or they can, they can trade 14 for, for Pirtle, but now you can't trade 15. Um, and do you, do you want to push that out far? How far out do you want to push your ability to make a trade just to get Jakob Pirtle? Right. Who is, Insurance and a nice player, but number one, and I think there's future salary because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And and there's the matter of, are you going to commit this much money to your center spot? 
if if you're if you're going to trade a first round pick, you're not trading it to rent. You're not going to jeopardize. You're basically trading two first rounds because you're trading this pick and you're trading the inability to make that next pick. That that trade that next pick. Are you going to do that for a guy that's going to be a rental? No. And if if Woj is saying this guy's not going to take four years, fifty eight million. Now that's fifteen million a year. If you got to go up above that, 17, 18, you're gonna go up to twenty. What what's the going price for Jakob Pertle these days? Are you gonna pay all of that for a center? You're gonna give a pick for the center, commit all that money to your center spot, basically forty-two million dollars to your center spot for this team. I mean, again, without any of this stuff involved, Jakob Pertle, fine. Yeah. With all this stuff involved, no, not not the right use of resources for the Celtics. Yeah, I think to to me what it what it's, you know, if this were to come to pass, I would have real concerns about what the Celtics know about Rob Williams' situation, yeah. right? Like you know, like again, if the trade deadline comes and goes and and nothing happens, okay, cool. Like I think I think hopefully that that means good things about where Rob's at. But uh, because look, I mean, like, like you said, Jakob Pertl would be insurance. Um, that's the kind of money that you spend on somebody who you see as, as your future kind of starter, right? Like, and, and it's possible. I mean, it's not impossible that that's the case. I hope that it's not, um, uh, because I think that that would mean, um, kind of negative things about the, the various, uh, various health related things with Rob that, that right. you and I, you and I don't know about, like, you know, no idea. So, um, I like, as things stand right now, you look up and down the Celtics roster. If I'm the Celtics, if every, if everything is kind of kosher, if everybody's okay, I think, uh, you know, like you can kind of stand pat. You've, you've got your backup center. You've got Luke Cornett playing pretty good. You know, you've got, uh, Al Horford and Rob Williams can play together. You can split them up if need be. We'll talk about the lineups later, but like, you know, that that's, that's really the only scenario where I see like a trade like this making a lot of sense as if as if it's not really just an insurance trade if it's also kind of uh looking two years down the road and not feeling great about where things stand kind of trade yeah that makes sense because if they do make this deal then the immediate question becomes what do you guys know about rob why are you doing this yeah because that and if that's the case then yeah that that makes sense um we'll continue this uh, and, and, and fold this into the lineups uh, because we want to know what what should the starting lineup really be? And if Rob's going to be in that starting lineup, who's in there with him? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. First, today's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. It's a new year. One of your resolutions is to manage your money better. But there's all of these subscriptions. If you're like me, get subscriptions uh, to every streaming service because there's one show I love on one and one show I want on another. And, you know, I signed up to watch a show that I don't like any of the other shows on the on this streaming service. Have I canceled it yet? No. That's why I need Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. That's why you would need Rocket Money. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. 80% of people are doing just what I just said. And even those free trials, free trials get you. They snag you and you never even used it and you forgot about it. Rocket Money quickly identifies your subscriptions. You stop paying for the ones you don't want. All you got to do is press cancel on the app and they they do the rest. You don't have to deal with any of the 
talking to people or getting the, oh, why don't you just do this? Or why don't you just subscribe for another week? At no. They take care of it. Three million people have used Rocket Money. Saves the average person up to 720 bucks a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash lockdownNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash lockdownNBA. Rocketmoney.com slash lockdownNBA. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Want to get caught up on every game in the league? You can't watch them all. Listen to Lockdown Game to Game. You get a quick synopsis from both sides about what happened in each game. It's going to get you all caught up. It's on the Lockdown NBA feed, so if you're subscribed to that, you'll see it. Listen to that. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to the Lockdown NBA feed. Get a couple of great podcasts. You can also watch them on YouTube. Let's bring Tom Westerholm back in to wrap up this 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 Pirtle discussion. I think I think we're in the same on the same page. It boils down to this: Who's the better player? Right? Who's better, Robert Williams or Jakob Pirtle? Who would you rather have in general? Right? Correct. Robert, Robert Williams. Robert Williams is the guy. Robert Williams is the guy. So if you're trading for Jakob Pertl and you're paying him, you're going to have to pay him 17 to $20 million. You're not paying him to do that to sit on the bench and be like, you're already paying Malcolm Brogdon to do that. And, and you've, you've maneuvered away to, because it made sense right. for your, your lineup. You're not doing that same thing with your bigs. You're doing it on one spot. So, I think I think you nailed it with if they trade for him, this is a bad sign. Uh, but I like what I've been seeing from Rob. I don't think right. I don't I don't think that the injuries are a concern right now. And if they were a concern, would they be playing him thirty minutes right now? Right. I don't think so. I don't think so. So yeah. I mean, what do you? Th- I mean, I feel like the way they've been ramping him up, they kind of feel like, yeah, this is the he's he's fine, right? And, and unless it was something like long term that you're worried about, right? But like to your the point, though, thing. right? Exactly. But to your point, though, it's like the way we've seen them using Rob, the way that Rob has looked, the you know, just kind of the way he's gotten his bounce back, and, and he you know he looks pretty comfortable out there. You almost just like don't even want to start putting that stuff out into the universe, right? Like he's 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 been great. Like he's been really good. Um, he, you know, he looks, he's such a good player. He's just a good basketball player, man. I, I hope like, you know, I, 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 he looks fine. He seems fine. Like all the, uh, all, all the post game quotes make it sound like he's fine. And he's just so much fun to watch. Like I'm, you know, I don't, I don't really have much more insight than that, but I just, I <laughs> think he's a, you know, like I, 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 I think that, um, this, this to me just kind of smells mostly like the Celtics getting involved to, uh, to drive up the price just because yeah. it's, it's very, it's very convenient for the Spurs. So, and look, I mean, not for nothing, the Celtics and Spurs have done business together in the past. So, uh, you know, uh, right. Eh. I can just picture like Greg Popovich calling up Brad and be like, Hey Brad, do you have significant interest in Yaka Pearl? And him going, yes, Greg, I have significant interest in Yaka Pearl. Thanks, Brad. Click. Right. Go ahead. Now help help us sell that, and then when we actually need to do a deal again, we can talk. Like I, I'm sure there's some conversation going on. Have and Brad's like, yeah, say whatever the hell you want to say. Say whatever right. you want to say. And like you you just took Romeo Lankford for, off our hands. You just took all. You like you just helped us out a lot. So you want to use us in a rumor? 
fine. Use us in a rumor. It's cool. I think that was I think that was actually written into the Romeo uh, trade. <laughs> like was uh, yeah. But well, I mean, you know, and now what? And now what Brad can do is he can make sure that Masai has to give up uh, has to give up first round picks for. Uh, there, you go. there you go. There you go. I'd love to see that reported by Woj or Shams. Like the Celtics have traded Josh Richardson, uh, Romeo Langford, a first round pick, and the ability to be used in one rumor for <laughs> Derek White in a future second. Uh, I mean, the so that's 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 valuable stuff. If you, if the Celtics give you valuable. that permission, like man, absolutely. Alive, like, that's that's the best team in the league to be uh, to be given out those permissions. Absolutely, so. yeah. Okay, okay, Greg. I'll I'll give you one rumor, but it has to be for a bench player. <laughs> right. No Jalen. No Jalen. No, no, we we got it. We got at least hint that Jalen. No, no. We're not going to do it if you have if you hint that Jalen. We're already doing a hint that Jalen deal with Brooklyn. Right. So, right. so you know, it was, it was written into the 2017-2018 uh, draft pick rule. Yeah. Right. So like, <laughs> um. So so. Rob, Rob's good. Rob is here. Rob yeah. is starting. The starting lineup, uh, looking at some of the lineup data, the, the starting lineups with him in there are great, but so are starting lineups with uh, Derek White in there. And, and it's, it, it does pose some interesting stuff. And honestly, let me just start with this. The Celtics lineup data is kind of all over the place. <laughs> it is. Because they went, what, 20... 21 and 5, 20, 21 and 5, and then they went 5 and 7, and now they're 7 and 0. Oh. And Malcolm Brogdon's at the center of some of the worst lineups and some of the best lineups because in that little segment of 5 and 7, the second unit just sucked, and Brogdon was having a real rough time, and it really skewed a lot of his plus minus. But at the beginning of the year and in the last seven games, he's in, I think he's in two of the top five line to three of the top six lineups in, in this seven, um, seven game streak or something like that. He's, he's all over the top of the, the, the plus minus. So it does kind of make me pause with how, how the, the lineup data looks. And that's kind of what we're, we're trying to look at to base ourselves on how, how, how is this, how's this going to go moving forward? I still like double big. I still like Al Horford in the starting lineup, but yesterday it seemed like you were making the, the sort of hinting argument that, well, what about, what about Al off the bench? Yeah. I mean, look, I like the double big lineup a lot. Um, and it, it's honestly, what it comes down to is just a numbers game where it's like, I mean, so you look at Derek white, right? Cleaning the glass. He has, he is the Celtics top on off guy. Like when yeah, he's, he's on, he's all, yeah. When he's on the floor, the Celtics like the Celtics are seven point seven points per hundred possessions above their baseline, which is already really high, right? Like they've already got um, you know the best net rating in the NBA per cleaning the glass. He's seven point seven better. Like he he makes them significantly better. And like sure, you could bring that guy off the bench if you want. Um, you know, like you're already doing that with Brogdon. Um, but but White's just been so good in that starting lineup that I'm just kind of like. Man, I you know you, you hate to see that you hate to see that go to the bench. On the other hand, that double big lineup, I mean, it's 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 been so consistently good for two years. And you know something interesting, a, a guy on on Twitter I, I um, commented yesterday about the uh, the double big lineups in crunch time. And the double bigs haven't always been good in the fourth quarter. So if you're going to use them, you know maybe it makes the most sense to use them at the beginning of the game. Um, yeah. I, you know, like that that seems reasonable. 
Um, and so, you know, I, I think for me, I do come down on the side of like, look, you know what works. It worked last year. Rob and Al were, I, I believe it, I looked it up yesterday, it was uh, 13.1 points per 100 possessions that their lineups outscored opponents. This year before, um, I think it was before the last game, it was, it was still 14.0. So it's like, it's right there. Like, we know how good those two are together. Just kind of roll with that. But, I mean, look, I'm, I'm just a huge I, – I think Derek White is awesome. I think he's a really good player. And, uh, you know, if, if, if it's me, I'm just having a hard time putting that guy on the bench, especially after all the success we've seen with him uh, with a lot of those starting groups. It's, it's very difficult. Somebody, somebody has to go to the bench. Right. right. So somebody has to go to the bench. If Rob's going in, somebody has to go to the bench. It's not going to be smart. It's not going to be Jason. It's not going to be Jalen. So um, then you're, you're left with two options. And I like Al Horford as a, a floor spacer in, in that starting lineup. And you can say, well, you, you have uh, White in there as your floor spacer. And, but I, I just I, – I like his ability to be both a floor spacer – and also a a big defender, right? You, you take that away, and the Celtics not only have they been better defensively, they've been better rebounding. I'm gonna like pull out some of my. I've been doing a lot of looks at the uh, where they have been at the beginning of the season, middle of the season, or or like that that swoon. And now, one of the things that really stands out to me is at the beginning of the the year. So they went 21 and six. In that stretch, opponent offensive rebounding percentage was 26.9. And so they were losing. This is Joe Mazzulla loves bringing up the four factors. Did we win the four factors? So this is one of the four factors. Even though they were one at 21 and five, they lost the offensive rebounding by 3.3%. When they went through that swoon, they were actually starting to win the offensive rebounding percentage by about 1%. Now, their offensive rebound, Celtics offensive rebounding is at 27.8 and opponents is at 21.4 over the last seven games. So they are now out rebounding, they're, they're out offensive rebounding the opponents by 6.4%. That goes away a little bit, I think, with Derek White. On the, although I will say Derek White has gone in and gotten some, some big offensive rebounds. But I still feel like being big and having Horford on the floor – is is important for what they can do on the defensive glass, uh, getting stops and and getting out into transition, and on the offensive rebounding. Just and defensively, I just think having him there that allows Robert Williams to kind of float at that free safety position. It just brings out the best in all of these guys, and one of Derek White's strengths is being versatile and. It, you can still come off the bench and have him be the first sub. He can yep. still be the first sub. And just because Brogdon is the sixth man, okay, you can sub them both in together. You can kind of get White in and out in, in shorter stints. I, I, I want to go with the proven thing. I'm going to – we're going to take a second here uh, to get more into that, the proven thing and, and experimentation and all that stuff. First – Today's show also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting information, your stats, your news, and analysis. 
you want to lay some money down on a game, but you don't just want to go into it blind, BetOnline is going to help you in that regard. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro sports league out there and some amateur leagues out there. Uh, international sports, it's all there at BetOnline. Uh, if you want to listen to one of their sports podcasts, we know you like listening to sports podcasts. You're here, so you can check those out there as well. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head on to the website today. Use your mobile device to get there if you'd like. Bet online is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. So before the break, I was talking about uh, the lineups and, and and everything. I just I like the idea. I just like the idea of going with what works. And I have no issue subbing Al Horford out four or five minutes into the game and bringing. You know, you can do Horford out and Jalen out or Tatum out and bring in Brogdon and White and now you have you know your you you, know, you go four out and and you still get those guys in early enough where they get their minutes but you've still established your your you know the tone of the game with 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 the bigs there so that that I think that's where I want to go I'd rather at this point in mid January try that and see how it affects everybody and if we need to switch then switch. But I, I do like something that's proven and, and hopefully everybody else can kind of adjust to the minutes, just kind of shift in the minutes. That's ultimately where I land with it too. And, and look, I think the big benefit from that one is like, if you, if you, if you're bringing the guards off the bench, that allows you to try to buy more rest time for the Jays in the first place anyway, right? Like, so if you go double big, hopefully the secondary benefit of that is that, you know, Jalen and Jason, um, that, you know, just purely because you have too many good players, they have to take more rest. They have to not run their minutes up to, you know, what, what like, I don't know, 37, 38, 39 a game. You'd rather not have them. You'd rather not have them super high anyway, if you can help it uh, after everything that we saw last year during the playoffs. So um, I, I'm with you. I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm not even really doing a devil's advocate thing when I, when I kind of talk about Derek White, like I genuinely think he's that guy. Like I think he's that good. <laughs> um, but I think when it, when it comes down to it, like, again, you're talking about the best starting lineup in the NBA last year, messing with that just feels like messy tinkering with things for no reason. Like don't, right. don't tinker for no reason. You got, you got good players understood, but like, just, uh, just roll those five back out there. And, uh, and you know what? I think that lineup data that says that the double bigs down the stretch isn't that good, that bodes well for your guards who are going to be in the game later anyway. That, you know, that means that like, and I, I know that, you know, last time we, we talked about like guys do care about starting. That's that we're not going to, we're not going to do the head coach thing where, uh, where, where no, right. like, you know, I don't, I don't really think about starting. Of course guys think about starting, but you know, ending does matter too. And I think that you'll see a lot of lineups, a lot of ending lineups that have, that have Brogdon, that have Derek white, that, and that yeah. would be, quite dominant in their own right as well. Yeah, I think that'll that'll work out. And you know what? If you have to mix it up, you mix it up. The whole the whole thing is if it's working, if it's if they're winning, then no one can say a thing. Um and that's that's right. always the formula. It's um I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna pull a Michael Scott in a sort of way here. You know when he says uh you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take Wayne Gretzky count Michael Scott like he does that whole thing. I'm yeah. gonna quote I'm going to quote Jeff Van Gundy quoting Chris Rock because I didn't hear the Chris Rock thing, but I heard Jeff Van Gundy mention it twice now where the, the quote is something like, you're not always going to be the lead singer in the band. 
sometimes you're going to be asked to play the tambourine. And when you're asked to play the tambourine, you got to play it with a smile on your face. You got to, you got to be happy playing the tambourine because no one wants, wants to watch an angry tambourine player. So that's kind of like this, this setting right here. It, some, at some point, like Derek White's out there being one of the main guys in the band. And you kind of like, kind of almost saying, okay, here's Rob's back. Here's your tambourine. <laughs> Have fun with it. And, He's still going to be asked to do a lot, but it's it's just a little bit of a different role, and it's still an important role. But it's it's going to be, somebody is going to have to adjust a little bit. But at, you mentioned it, and I think this is going to be a critical part of this. You can make up some of that difference by just taking two three minutes off of what Tatum and Brown are playing, and if you if you stagger things the right way, no one's going to see much of a drop. Other than Tatum and Brown, and they could use a little bit yeah. of a drop. Yeah. And, you know, like they they can you can very easily say, Hey, congratulations, guys. You're playing 34, 35 minutes instead of 38, 39. Like that's that is somewhere where I think this could be very beneficial. And it's one of the things that I was looking forward to for Rob coming back. Move White to the bench, and then that frees up minutes for Tatum and Brown to just take an extra, and we say like two, three minutes, four minutes. It's just each time you come out, you spend an extra 90 seconds on the bench. It's, yep. it's almost unnoticeable. But in the end, they're going to be fresher. And in the end of the season, at the end of the playoffs, think about what the things that we've been complaining about, the things that they went through were they were too tired, they were gassed, and they needed another ball handler. And now we're giving them the other ball handler and time to kind of rest. Everybody should be on board with this. and. Their statistics should not suffer because playing fresher gives you the opportunity to be more efficient. Yep. Which to that end, uh, speaking of playing fresher, the other guy who they could, who, you know, especially, um, you know, Derek white might, might be able to trim some minutes off of um, is Al Horford. Like you, you mentioned yep. that, like this guy's playing 30.5 minutes per game right now. Like if you trimmed that down four, five, six minutes a game during the regular season, I would say, like, I would think that would be a, a, like a net positive. Like, he's he is by far the oldest person on this team. Get him some, <laughs> get him some time on the bench. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, I think uh, all around, just like ha having both those guys coming off the bench would be um, gen generally a positive. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm I, gonna I concur. I'm gonna break your heart right now, though. You know who else's minutes can all he can also take. It's not going to break my heart. It's just going to uh, continue the ch the Twitter chirping. Go ahead. Sam Hauser. Ah, oh, gosh. Sammy. S Sammy H. You know, we, uh, it was, uh, we, you mentioned earlier how the on off numbers are all over the place. And, yeah. uh, you know, per cleaning the glass, Sam His Hauser on numbers are really is still good. number two <laughs> after that start. Oh, no, wait. Nope. Tatum overtook him. Uh, I, I apologize. I've, uh, it's, it is now Derek White. Number one, Jason Tatum. Number two, Sam Hauser. Number three. Oh, um, so not uh, congratulations for Jason Tatum for finally becoming a better player than Sam Hauser. You know, nice Sam, to see that progression really taking hold. He's really worked hard for that. Well, you know, I mean, Hauser kept saying that he was a better shooter than Tatum, um, mm. and mm -hmm. uh, I think Tatum, I, like, I don't know what Tatum did to him, but uh, <laughs> whatever it was, um, here we are. So, <laughs> um, Sam Hauser is still. The last time Sam Hauser hit a three might have been around Christmas. Uh, 
He's still shooting 39.6% from three. That's insane to me. He was so hot early. Uh, Derek White is up to about 37.8. So they're they're kind of like crossing paths again because Derek White has yeah. gotten super hot. Ships uh, passing in the night. It has been since uh, it was, you know, he had a three pointer on January 9 against the Bulls. And since then, yeah, he is uh, over. But in fairness, you know, he misses one shot and then the Celtics pull him out. So it actually is going to take him a while to, 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 to bring those averages from the start of the season down. Uh, because he hit so many at the start of the season, and now he's only allowed to shoot like one or two shots a game. So, you know, he could, the Celtics could really draw out this on-off uh, differential for quite some time. <laughs> um, I, geez, I was trying to find while you were talking this. Okay. Um, Derek White, I got I to gotta share this before, before we go. Derek White uh, is shooting from the left corner. Let me pull this up. Come on, internet. Over the last seven games, so Derek White from the left corner over the course of the season is shooting 41.2%. But over the last seven games, he is shooting from the left corner, as I say words to stall for my internet. <laughs> Just So NBA.com has been doing this thing for me where I hit get stats for something new, and it takes forever, and then it says no data available and it's about to do it to me now okay here it is uh from the left corner 55.6 percent over the last seven games from the corner three he's just been on fire um i feel like that tracks like i feel like that tracks with the eye test that's that it feels like he's been really hot from uh from that corner yeah um sam hauser is 100 percent from the corner by the way one for one one for one, one. For one for one. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's, that's a long, drawn-out way of me saying, like, I think, I think I'd think i rather have the full-on defense of Derek White in that role. With, with Rob coming back, I think you can rely a little bit less on Hauser, which is yeah. a shame because I do like Sam Hauser. I do think that he has the skills. I, I do actually believe in him. Something's happened, and he's kind of cratered. And he needs to get his confidence back. And, and maybe, I don't know if it's a trip to the G League, just go down there and shoot, shoot, shoot. Or, or if that's better or worse, I don't know. Uh, but with Rob back, and if you put Derek White kind of in, in that expanded, here's your normal role plus that role, it, it, just make, it just makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. Yeah, agreed. And I think, look, I think if Hauser starts making them, they're going to find a way to get him back in because those threes are super valuable. So, uh all that man has to do is is is, is make some. If he just makes make, a, make, just just make some damn threes. Give, give, me, give me give me one like three for four game, and, and yeah. I swear he's back in the rotation. Just there one. was, but you know, against in that last game, I there was a kick out. I think Brogdon drove and they collapsed, and he kicked out to the right corner. I'm like, oh yes, it was. A, and the whole possession was a nice possession, and it went to and as Hauser was catching it. I'm thinking, oh, great. Finally, just a straight catch-and-shoot, open corner three-point opportunity, and he missed. And I'm like, you, okay, you're, it's, it's not like you should expect him to hit all of those, but also you got to hit those when they get there. You got to. If, if you don't, that, that's your job. That, 
that shot is that has to be one wide open in the corner. You gotta you gotta hit that one. Anyway, I feel for him, man. It sucks Dude. when you're going through a cold streak. I, I feel for him. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it I know. sucks it really. So much. It messes with your head. It messes uh. with your head. If you're if it's not if you're not careful, it can really. Ben Simmons you, because now that dude never wants to shoot anything. And he never want, wants to get to the line. And when he was at his best, he wasn't thinking like that. He didn't care. He just went with reckless abandon, and he was an all-star. Now he's a joke. Ben Simmons is a joke, but he still has flashes where it's like, oh, yeah, you, you can see it if he ever gets back to that. But once it gets in your head, if you're not careful, it stays there. Yep. It sets up shop, and it lives there forever. And you got to – Stuff, stuff to get out of, especially in this role on this team. Yeah, it can be fleeting. Yep. And now Rob's back, and here we are talking about Derek White taking his minutes. I'd ra- everybody would rather have Derek White in that role, even for a oh, yeah. you know a few percentage drop of the three point shooting. Like he just does so much. He's he's by far he's got twice as many block shots as any other guard in the NBA. Like he's he's an amazing defender. So, it, but this is this is it. You you needed to hit all of those shots to make this a difficult decision and now it's an easy decision yep that's the cruel cruel world of the nba i'm making a decision now tom you're done you're through all right yep i'll i'll try to shoot three for four next time yeah you, you know because it was a i'm gonna be honest with you it was it wasn't a, not you, you didn't have it today you, you, you keep didn't. saying you're gonna trade me um so you know what that's it i'm demanding a trade before you uh before you boot okay. Me off here. Okay. I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna give a call to. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you. Tom's job is actually safe for now. Dun dun dun. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, if you haven't, we'll try it again. We we do this five days a week at least. So one of these days we're gonna get it right. So stick around. If you did enjoy the show, maybe you want to subscribe because once I drop this show, it goes right to your device. Or if you ring the bell on YouTube, you can watch it as soon as we drop it. So check it out there. Love to have you. If you are a subscriber, I would love it if you share the podcast, spread the word, tell people they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.